Hey, hey, Stephanie here with 500 Seconds to Joy, and today is bonus episode day. I'm so excited to have you here for this special episode. Bonus episodes are for when it doesn't fit into my regularly scheduled programming of episodes that are 500 seconds or less, and maybe I have an awesome guest to share with you. Maybe I'm just chatting longer than the usual 500 seconds. At any rate, I'm glad you're here for bonus episode day. Now let's hop into today's show. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today I have another podcast host, and she's a mom to four boys. This is Heather McFadden, and she's been encouraging moms to support each other on their motherhood journeys for years on her popular podcast, Don't Mom Alone. She has over 14 million downloads. Amazing, right? So this October, um, Heather is flipping the script. So she just um, released this book to flip the script to reveal the beauty and the support found in relationships. This is her book debut, Don't Mom Alone, Growing the Relationships You Need to Be the Mom You Want to Be. So I love that Heather and I talked about the importance of not momming alone, and truly, this was a Holy Spirit-led conversation. What we talked about was somewhat planned and somewhat unplanned because the Holy Spirit intervened and just spoke through her to really me. I needed to hear a lot of what she said, and I think to you moms too. I think you're really going to be encouraged today, and I encourage you to connect with Heather after this. Check out her podcast, Don't Mom Alone, um, and just really check out her book. Um, yeah, I really think we need more books like this where we are being encouraged to connect with other moms, reach out to them, um, find genuine community, um, and don't mom alone right? So her podcast, Don't Mom Alone. I hope I said that right before. My brain is a little um, struggling these days (laughs) with sleep deprivation, but we're doing it. Here I am showing up for you and I'm so grateful you're here. I really am. So many of you just, oh man, just hearing from you, it encourages me so much. I, I need all of this wisdom from these guests and I know we're all in it together, right? Don't mom alone. Um, We can't mom alone and that's what I'm hoping this podcast provides for you, a place, a safe space to be and to know that I'm a mom on this journey with you, trying to grow in holiness, trying to grow closer to the Lord, live an intentional family life, grow closer to my husband and my kids and serve God well in this vocation he's called me to of motherhood. So I hope you feel encouraged today. And without further ado, this is Heather McFadden. Um, Don't mom alone. <laughs> Hi, Heather. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. Let's talk about not momming alone. Hey, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Yes, everybody, Heather McFadden. I think I said that right. You did it. Uh, McFadden. Okay, so she has this awesome podcast called Don't Mom Alone. And don't worry about the baby noises in the background. My little baby's over here. Um, so you might hear some cute baby noises. But um, Heather, let's get started with talking about why did you name your podcast this? Why do you write about not momming alone? I mean, I can think of why, but I'd love to hear about it in your own words. 
So we actually started the podcast eight years ago. And that's awesome. Yeah. When it started, it was called God Centered Mom from my own journey of I've tried it where I made the kids everything and child centered. And I tried when I burn out on that to, you know, look for the me time and make it all about me and my needs. And that didn't work out either and wasn't fulfilling. And so God really revealed to me that uh, there was joy and peace to be found if I put him in the center and trusted him for the outcome for my kids. And so I started God Center Mom. But then it was, uh, I found that I was drawing listeners who wanted me to give them a formula on how to be what they seemed to think was like a holy mom or the perfect mom. And that was far from what I intended. One of my listeners, she was taking episodes and using the content for her small group and then discussing it. And we thought, that's so cool. It's like a book club, but with podcasts. And so we launched podcast clubs. And when we did, we promoted them using the hashtag don't mom alone to say, hey, this isn't just a show that you listen to by yourself when you're going about your day, but this is something you can use as an excuse to gather with other moms. And to me, it resonated with my deep desire for moms to have in-person, real relationships, people who understood their actual challenges. Because even from my episodes, I don't know what's going on in the mom's life who's listening. I can't, you know, adjust or advise based on her experience or what God has for her. And so I want her to have mentors and friends that can know the moment to moment struggles and joys and celebrations that a distant podcast host could never know. And so that's where Don't Mom Alone came from. And it encompasses still this concept that we cannot take on full responsibility of how our kids quote unquote turn out, that that is a shared um, journey with God. And we also need people. And so mentors, friendships. And then I really believe sometimes we can make motherhood uh, a journey without our kids even involved. And we just kind of move ahead and create trophy children instead of relationships with them. And so wanting to help moms really connect with their kids and spread the gospel that way. That's so everything you're saying. So good. And so what I believe in too. And that's why I wanted to bring you on the podcast today because the idea of creating community and having it start with God. I love that your podcast started as God-centered mom because it's true that we can't do it in our own strength. And so we need God first and foremost, but then he gave us community. I mean, that's why he gave us the church. So we're not meant to do it alone. And so I think that's why it resonates so strongly with moms because we were created for community. God knew that and, you know, God created us in his own image and likeness and you know, the Trinity is three persons, one God. It's a relationship, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So anyway, I just, I love everything you're saying, Heather. And I'm curious for you in your life, I think it's, it's fun to hear someone's own journey. And then how do you then encourage moms out of your own experience of learning to rely on God and others, because it is hard. It You have to let go of your pride. You have to humble yourself. You have to come before God in your brokenness and 
and admit that you're struggling to other women who, you know, maybe you're trying to perform for other moms and it's embarrassing that, you know, you messed up and yelled or, you know, so I think talking about this is so important and encouraging moms to find community is super important too. So how has your journey been and how could you maybe encourage that mom listening who doesn't want a mom alone, but isn't sure, like, how do I even do this, Heather? I mean, how did, how did you do it? I think that's helpful to hear someone else's experience. Yeah. So a lot of what I focused in on, on this book was my own isolating ideas that kept me from community, because I think probably the person listening knows they need community. I think particularly if you're in the church, it's kind of shoved in your face, <laughs> like get involved, have a small right. group, um, rely on others. And yet we don't, or we may be in their presence and we might be in that mom group or at mops or attend the small group, but just continue to stay isolated with our thoughts and what's actually going on and stay hidden. Right. And so I really wanted to help the mom with God's, you know, wisdom and guidance dig into the why, be curious about what's going on in her own heart and mind. Is it pride for her? Is it insecurity? Is it fear? Overwhelm is fear. Overwhelm is this concept that I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I'm going to lose, be rejected or lose other people's approval. And so doing that heart work is the gift of motherhood is kind of digging into the whys behind our behavior. Why do I feel like I need to control my kids? Why do I need everything to be perfect? Why am I looking for a formula? Because oftentimes it's those things, the control, the needing a formula, the need every, needing everything to be perfect that can keep us from community because we, we can't be around other people. They may see we made a mistake. We can't be around other people because what if their formula is different from mine? And then then that makes me feel more insecure. Like I read the wrong book. I am I'm supposed to or should be doing this with my kids. And so that insecure place and that need to get it all right keeps us further and further from the very people who could remind us that it God's bigger and there's no perfect way and you're never going to get it right. And that's why you need Jesus. And so being in a vulnerable, safe community helps us walk through even this motherhood journey with more grace for ourselves and constantly reminded of the gospel that Jesus came because we can't get it right. And how our kids perform isn't a reflection on whether we're good or bad moms. And we can separate their behavior from our performance and just live in that freedom. But we need people to reflect that back to us and to remind us. Yes, we do. And I'm wondering, is there any Bible verse or anything that comes to mind in terms of, you know, just helping us be brave as moms and we realize we need community. And then there are these things that hold us back, like you're talking about, and you talk about it in your book. You know, is there anything in scripture? Because I love to talk about, you know, scripture and how it can be an anchor for us as moms. It gives us strength and and just can help us be brave to know that we can step out and be real with people. Because I think what you're touching on about perfectionism and getting it right, I think that's so 
that's so a problem in our society right now where moms like to show, I mean, me included, I'm so guilty of this. You like to show somebody your best self and, you know, you maybe won't let someone see the mess in your house. Like you shove it in a closet and I'm not saying it's wrong to clean up for friends, but you know, you're kind of hiding like your real self. So is there anything in scripture that you feel like has helped you you know, be brave and learn how to, this idea of not momming alone, like, yeah, you can cling to Jesus, but you also need other people. So how do we get outside of our comfort zone maybe and, and be brave and, and be real with people? I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's so important as moms to just tell somebody maybe that you're having a hard day or, I don't know how to discipline my toddler. You know, I, I just don't know. And it's okay that you don't know. So is there anything in scripture that you personally turn toward um, to kind of encourage you in this way? I think I look at the example of Jesus because what you're describing, that authenticity, that removing all the masks and the pretending is us being what everyone's talking about. The buzzword is vulnerable, being vulnerable. Well, we hate that word because it means – opening yourself up to be wounded. And our natural instinct is to keep ourselves from harm. That's being human. And yet we have this example of Jesus who is both strong, he is God, and vulnerable. He took on human flesh and not just any human flesh, not this muscle man um, body, but a baby. And so he risked the ultimate harm. I mean, at the time, babies were being killed because they, this king saw his potential um, position being usurped based on prophecy. And so there was legitimate harm and wounding possible, but Jesus was willing to take the risk. And we have to say, well, why? Why did he choose to be vulnerable? And it's because, classic John 3.16, God so loved the world and he wanted to be with us for all eternity. And so we can be brave and we can take that risk and be vulnerable because Christ went first and um, hold on. I'm making sure I'm still here. Okay. Uh, and I think <laughs> then he also went on a cross. He didn't, it didn't stop with him just taking on flesh. He sacrificed himself and suffered shame and embarrassment and he knew how this would end and yet still didn't want to do it, did it for the sake of eternal life with us. And so I think one confidence we can take in choosing to take the risk and be vulnerable is our eternal life started at the moment of belief. When we believed in Jesus and his death and his resurrection, that's when eternity started for us. So that's why there's no fear in death. That's what can man do to me because I'm already secured. And so can people still harm you with their words? Should we go out and just be vulnerable with everyone and put everything on Facebook and just be super authentic? No, that's not wise. That's not living authentically actually. And it might be that we're doing it from a place of needing from others what only God can provide. But can we be real instead of hiding with safe community, people who love us and want to walk alongside us? Yes. Our eternity is secured and we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit who is the ultimate healer who can heal any human wounds that come our way, even from our past 
And the reason why we might not want to be vulnerable is we've been wounded in the past. He can heal those old wounds. And often we don't uh, bring those things to God. And so I kind of guide moms through that process in this book to heal the old wounds, to trust God, to walk forward into community and to be that safe person for your friends. Because I think if you are that kind of friend, you will attract those kinds of friends. And in order to do that, you need to be someone who isn't giving advice all the time. You need to be someone who identifies with the challenge instead of letting them know what article you read. It tells them <laughs> something different. You need That's to just good. sit with them and sit with the feeling and feel the feeling with them instead of thinking about and judging where they went wrong and asking them what they need before you just offer what you think they need. And And I'm not talking about like they need toilet paper or they need a meal. I'm talking about in an emotional conversation. Sometimes we give advice when we really need to just provide containment with their story. Yeah, like Jesus wept, right? He wept mm -hmm. with Martha and Mary when their brother Lazarus died. Yeah. He entered into that feeling with them. Um, yeah, that's so good, Heather. And can you just close by encouraging the moms listening? And I need this too. I'm sure, you know, you need that encouragement too. And the Holy Spirit, you know, will speak through you to encourage all of us. Can you just encourage us that, you know, being, feeling alone, you know, we're never really alone because we have Jesus. So can you just encourage the moms today just to really take that next step in their faith journey and to just draw close to the Lord, however you want to put it. I think we just all need that encouragement and reminder that God wants to be close to us and we can draw close to him. I think it's the ultimate faith is believing in what you don't see and we don't see God's presence. And so it's hard to believe that it's there. We aren't often taught about the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. I mean, we know in the Old Testament that God led the Israelites to the wilderness. He was present in the Holy of Holies. Then God dwelt in Jesus and was among us. And then Jesus said, I'm going to send you someone, someone when I go and that's the Holy Spirit. And now we are that temple. We are that tabernacle. We carry God with us. And when your children profess faith, there's no junior Holy Spirit. They carry God with them. And so I'm going to read you um, 2 Corinthians. It says, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. And that work is through the Holy Spirit. Our momentary light afflictions is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we don't focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal that is fixing our eyes literally in those moments when it is absolute chaos in your home and it feels so lonely and insignificant and other people are on stages and writing books and, and doing what seems quote unquote important. We will never know. And probably I think in heaven, we'll just be focused on God's glory. We will never know the ripple effects of that moment you have with your child today where you hold them where you comfort them. You don't see the heavenly work. It's all unseen. When you smile at the person at the grocery store, when you're kind, like those are things that don't get a lot of accolades and applause, but they matter to God. And it's because you take him with you 
and you take him where you go. And even in the middle of the night feedings, God is with you. And he his it's the promises of God is that he's with you and all the promises of God find their yes in him. He can't lie. He says he'll never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he can't lie, which is fantastic. Amen, Heather. I literally was like, okay, you're speaking to me right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Last night was a rough night of night waking. So yeah, thank you. That was so good. And I think all of us moms ah, just need to take a deep breath and remember God is here with us in our midst yeah. in this very moment as we're listening to this podcast. And he loves us with an eternal completely merciful type of love. And you're so not missing can, out. You are not missing yes. out. There's Thank no, you, Heather. no opportunity is passing you by this book. I was going to write. I, I was reached out to by an agent 10 years ago and wow. now it's here. And, and that's God's perfect timing. Yeah, I would much rather publish it now and be promoting it now than 10 years ago when I had a newborn and a two-year-old and a four-year-old and a six-year-old. So Trust that he knows that you have a very long time span, hopefully. And if you don't, God will make that happen too. I mean, I just believe that God is for you. You aren't missing mm -hmm. out. You're not missing That's out. That's so good, Heather. Wow. Thank you. Can you close us in a prayer? Lord, I pray for the mom listening. I pray that she would write this moment, her hand over her heart, connect with your presence in her. If she's professed faith in you, God, that she knows that there is a strength in her that conquered death and that has an ability to bring her abundant life, even in the most mundane moments that feel like death to herself, or she's having to set aside uh, maybe a dream for a moment that she can believe that you are for her, that you see her, that all of what she's doing for her families, for her friends um, are worthy and holy and help her to know your comfort, your peace, your joy in this exact moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Mom's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, friend. I'm so grateful for you. Let's connect on my email list. Go to bit.ly forward slash monthly happy mail and we can be email besties. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Have a joy-filled day. Bye for now. Bye for now.